Welcome to Mindset Talks Podcast. It's your girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets, elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Welcome back to another episode, my people. How are you, my lovely Cassie? Oh, I'm just great today. (laughs) (laughs) And no, she can't start any episode without laughing. (laughs) I really can't. It's probably so annoying and I apologize. Um, But no, I'm in like a weird mood today, but I mean, I'm okay. I'll snap out of it eventually. Just is what it is today. Maybe you just need a little more sunlight. Sometimes that helps the body to just kind of. Maybe. Absorb what it needs and kind of help you regather or a nap. I love me a nap. A nap <laughs> that, is helpful. That saying. could be true too. It is yeah. supposed to be a nice day out. So we'll see. Right. You know, go out, go to the park, get a little sun, come back in, take a little cat nap, you know, wake up, have a little lunch or snack or something, you know, pull yourself together. There you go. I'll, yeah. I will have to do that and I'll report back later. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't hear from you, I'm just going to assume it's a good day. <laughs> That's all. Sounds like a good plan. <sighs> but we're in the month of June already. Like, we are storming through this year, like halfway through the year. Crazy. I know. It literally just began. Like, what is going yeah, like, on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, and, you know, if y'all know us personally, we do have some things going on in our personal lives. So, that is allowing the time to pass by even faster than it really needs to because we are so busy. Yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully the second half of the year will have a little bit of a slower pace, but just as enjoyable pace, you know? Yeah. One could only so, hope. It's been a lot. I'm tired. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> We're going to need a lot of beach and relaxation for the rest of the summer. but. <laughs> <laughs> But anywho, so it's June and it is the month of PTSD awareness. And before we dig into it, I just want to say that I've come to notice over probably the past, I would say five-ish years of what I can really recall, Mm. is that we have these national awareness months or national month of something or it's a national day. Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just kind of like, where did that come from? You know, because I feel like when we were younger, that wasn't a thing. I don't remember that being a thing. I remember Mm -hmm. national holidays because it's a holiday. Like, that's, you know, that's always been what it is before we were even born. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'll always remember is when I worked at my first Home Depot store, and it was National Hot Dog Day. And I'm like, what? the hell is national hot dog day like oh it's national hot dog day so we're providing hot dogs for everybody and i'm just like ow (laughs) sorry just hit my elbow every freaking time on or off camera um but yeah so it just kind of was like a random thing to me you know national hot dog day what like what i don't know so there's just like national lollipop day and it was fun in the sense of like my job would do different you know things for whatever national day it was and even the job that I'm in now which is still with Home Depot but you know a different part of the business someone every morning posts in our team's meeting 
it's national whatever day and it's like a list of a whole bunch of different things and i'm like it really doesn't stop <laughs> no it'd be like the most random shit too sometimes You're like, it really is why does a pickle have its own day like <laughs> right it's super random but when it comes to like looking at months of awareness and things like that i think that's pretty awesome yeah um because i really don't realize you know you don't realize there's certain things out there sometimes or you don't realize how big or important or how impactful something is either. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool to have like a national uh, or excuse me, not national, but like a month of awareness for a specific thing. Yeah. So for June, um, we have PTSD. We have brain awareness. We also have Alzheimer's um, within the month. I've seen that we have uh, Juneteenth. Of course, we have um, National Cancer Survivor Day. Mm-hmm. which is on June 6th. Um, you know, those are just a few of the things that fall into this month of June that, you know, is a national, uh, I guess, topic, we can call it, or a topic of awareness. I guess a topic of awareness is probably the better way to put it. Yeah. Topics yeah. of awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's good that you and I speak on PTSD I can't really relate to Alzheimer's and brain awareness. Same. I don't know about, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we re- really can't elaborate so much on those topics. Um, the only thing that I know that I have some sort of relationship when it comes to brain awareness mm-hmm. um, is when my grandmother was, you know, essentially on her deathbed, getting ready to pass soon. And she was calling people the wrong name. Like, she, I think she called my mom or my aunt her sister's name. Aww. And, you know, so it's just like, for me, brain awareness um, that I can relate it to is just as your body is going into a new state, you see how the brain is operating differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's less of that cognitive function that we're used to people having. Um, but when it comes to like Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that, I unfortunately don't have uh, much that I can really share a personal experience on. Yeah, same. And I'm, you know, feel bad for those that have those experiences just because I Mm. really can't imagine having a loved one, like, not remember who you are. So, right. Like, that should be tough. And especially when it's, like, someone you've known all your life, you know, Mm. and then you just feel like you're a forgotten, a forgotten one. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, but they never forget us. They just are in a different in a different place. Yes, definitely. That's the way I understand it. So. <clears throat> so, Cassie, what is PTSD? Can you tell us for those who don't know? Um, I sure can. <laughs> so <laughs> this is something that I don't know about yourself, but I haven't really looked into until you know, we started like researching this kind of stuff because I don't really peg myself to be a person that has PTSD. But after like, I kind of like read up on it more, I realized that maybe I do have like some different forms. So I kind of want to get into it a little bit. But before we really get into, you know, all the details here, just for everybody who doesn't know, because I guess I didn't really understand like what a definition of PTSD is either. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event and that's either by experiencing it yourself or just being a witness to that event Mm. so 
with that kind of like vague of a definition that can really fall into like a number of different things. Like when you, for me, when you think of PTSD, you think of people that have been in war. Like it's that dramatic kind Mm -hmm. of situation. You don't think of the little things of like losing a loved one or um, I don't know, being in like a domestic violence situation or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, even like a car accident. Right. Yep. Something like that. So I think it's really interesting to, to look at from like different perspectives. Cause like for you, what do you think of when you hear PTSD? Is it the same thing like war? PTSD is always going to have war. That's the first thing for me. And, you know, between media and, you know, like media as in TV movies. um, And then also just hearing stories of those who were in the service, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which I feel like that's what I've, I've experienced the least of is personal stories of those who served, but it's one of those things that are always highlighted on the TV. Um, You know, if you're watching something that's war related, PTSD is always something that's brought up. I feel like when it comes to um, those genres of film or series, whatever, and it really allows you to be confined on your mindset of, how PTSD is applicable in so many different areas, like you said. Mm -hmm. So um, I do apply it to that first. Um, I apply it to like tragic accidents. Um, So like vehicle accidents, um, you know, things where if people's houses or something randomly catches fire or, you know, even like how we spoke in our previous episode, like school shootings or just shootings in general, mass shootings, um, things like that. Um, I would put that as number two as my initial thought of uh, people who would uh, develop PTSD from those experiences. Um, Losing a loved one, I never really feel like I categorize PTSD um, to be something that you can develop from that. It just, I've categorized like anxiety and depression and, you know, things like that, but Mm -hmm. I never thought, oh, PTSD, but then you have to think about when someone loses a loved one, how did they lose that loved one? Right. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. Exactly. And so next I want to go over five different types of PTSD. And there I think you'll be able to see which one, if any, I guess, we'll Mm -hmm. leave it up uh, for a decision here. Okay. Would something like that fall under? All right. So the first one is just um, a normal stress response. Okay. So this is just something that happens before PTSD begins. Um, But it might not necessarily like go into like the full blown like disorder of PTSD. Mm -hmm. So it can be things like you had just mentioned, like accidents, injuries, um, surgeries, Mm-hmm. Or something that can cause an um, like an unreasonable amount of tension. Mm. That's kind of like a very basic, like you know, pre PTSD like situation. Yep. Um, then you can have acute stress disorder. So that um, can occur in people who have been exposed to what is or what feels like a life threatening event. So natural disasters. Mm. Um, this specifies, 
yeah, that's true. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Um, this specifies here loss of loved ones, loss of a job, or risk of death are all stress- stressors that can trigger acute stress disorder. Ooh. So keep that one in the back of your noggin because it specifically states loss, loss of a loved one. Yep. Um, and then we have uncomplicated PTSD, which is linked to one major traumatic event versus multiple events. Um, and this is here's a, that this is easy the easy. This is actually the easiest form of PTSD to treat. Oh, um, okay. So things that can be symptoms of this is avoidance of trauma reminders, mm-hmm. nightmares, flashbacks to the event, um, mm-hmm. irritability, mood changes, and changes in relationship. Mm. So that makes sense. Keep that one in your noggin. Holding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next one being complex PTSD. So this is opposite of the uncomplicated PTSD that we just went over. So this is caused by multiple traumatic events, not just one. Mm. So this is very common in abuse or domestic violence. Um, this is where the war comes into play. Um, right. You, you know, you have that repeated exposure to those kinds of things. Um, or here it also lists sudden loss. So to me, that would say like if, you know, your loved one got like murdered or something. Correct. Or even what about like suicide? Uh, or, you know, something like that as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this can be where somebody would exhibit extreme emotional issues. So like really intense rage or depression. Mm. Okay. So that's more of like the a little more severe PTSD. And then we have the last one here, which is comorbid PTSD. So this is a blanket term that is used for co-occurring disorders. It's applied when a person has more than one mental health concern, often coupled with substance abuse issues. Mm. Um, as many people suffer from more than one condition at a time, best results are achieved with both the coming, commingling, commingling. You got this, girl. <laughs> commingling. Good Lord. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. I feel like that's usually me. <laughs> oh shit. Mental health condition and then comorbid PTSD are treated the same. Um so this can include self-medication and other destructive behavior. So using drug or alcohol as a way to numb the pain. Mm. Um that one is interesting for personal not personal personal, but personal right. reasons. <laughs> right. I, I get what you mean. Not for yourself. <laughs> right. Not for yourself. You know, um, it's crazy because I was thinking while you were um, speaking about this too, is that as you you were speaking about the five different uh, types, Mm -hmm. it makes it very clear that it is not a lifelong disorder. It doesn't have to be a lifelong disorder, you know, because depending on where of those five you fall in, um, I forgot the name of it, but like the one you said, that is the easiest because of it being a, a was it a one, one occurrence or one situational? Yeah. So the uncomplicated PTSD. Uncomplicated, right? So once I heard that, it was just kind of like, oh, so it's not something that necessarily is stuck with you for life, because once again, when you look at films and you see on the big screens people with PTSD. There's never really a PTSD that goes away. It just kind of seems like someone who always has it and will always have it. Right. Well, and it's things you have to kind of, you know, 
maybe not necessarily get treatment for, but like, you know, work on those problems. Cause mm-hmm. even so for that one, that's being related to one traumatic event. Yeah. It's the effects from that event that you just like keep reliving and, and rethinking over and over again. So mm-hmm. once you're able to kind of like steer clear of having those same thoughts or letting whatever that, whatever that situation is trigger you, mm-hmm. you know, then I feel like you can get better. Right. Yeah. I mean, and keep in mind people that, for PTSD, um, it does require a medical diagnosis. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, as people, we do self-diagnose ourselves. Um, but, you know, for especially for those of you who are in a position where it really is taking a toll on you and truly affecting your life, mm-hmm. um, you can always go to a medical physician to be able to, one, have it diagnosed and then also to be able to then get treatment on the next best steps to help you through. Yes, definitely. Um, but what I want to know is after kind of like going through those, do you feel like you might have some form of PTSD? Yes, I do. Do you remember which one sounds like one that you experience? One of the first three. <laughs> Um, I remember you had said acute. Acute was the one that specifically mentioned the loss of a loved one. Yes, yes. Um, the uncomplicated, I remember because we just spoke about it. <laughs> but um, that also, too, is, uh, you know, that one is the one where you notice if you have, like, avoidant behaviors and things like that um, to a specific situation. And then I don't remember the second one you said. <laughs> um, well, so acute was the second one. The first one was just Lord. the normal, the normal stress. So the one normal where stress. accidents, okay. injuries, those kind of things. Okay, that was the first one that said a loved one. No, 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 you had it right. Acute. The acute oh, okay. stress. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no, you had it. I'm right. so crazy. No, sorry. Um, well, that's right. We're just doing all this on the fly. I feel like um, if you if you look at me from the outside. And you know I lost my mom. Um, I would maybe want to be considered under the acute category. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like myself, I would fall under the uncomplicated. Um, and I say that with a little back history of the trauma I I feel like I've been dealt. Mm-hmm. Is um, I was driving with my mom. And this is literally five days before she passed away. Um, one, two, three, four days, four days before she passed away, excuse me. Um, one, two, three, four. Sorry, I had to make sure I have my days correct. It was four days before she passed away. Yeah. And we were driving in the car. And well, actually, it started when we were at Nat's house. And um, Nat and I were working on refinishing her dresser for her baby that was coming Mm. and my mom was my mom wanted to come with me which I thought was weird but I'm like all right cool you can come with me and then she was saying how she wasn't feeling good as we were there and then so we stopped at Nat's house to get um because we were at her mom's house stopped at Nat's house to get a banana to get my mom some potassium because she was saying how she was feeling weak Mm. and we were driving home and my mom just kind of like passed out in the middle of me driving and it was like uh 
like she became, you know, she passed out, so she was unresponsive. Yeah. And, you know, I feel very, very strong being able to talk about this today. I just want you to know. I'm sure. Um, So she uh, passed out while I was driving and I couldn't get her to respond. And I'm like trying to like kind of like shake her and wake her. Yeah. And I couldn't get her to come through. So I obviously I'm driving and calling 911 and she comes back through and I'm like, you're going to the hospital. I called for the ambulance. I'm, um, I was on the back roads. So the, um, I don't know the, I don't know the correct terminology. The person who answers the phone, there's a word for them. Dispatcher. Thank you. (laughs) So the dispatcher, um, and I came up with a meeting location. So that way, because I'm like, I could drive her all the way to the hospital, I said, but I don't want that same situation to happen to me again, because I can't. Right, right. Like, it was already hard. Like, I'm physically driving a car and trying not to panic that my mom just passed out in the middle of me driving. Yeah. So um, that was, I was able to meet up with them, like, within a two mile range from where we were. Like, it wasn't terrible maybe two and a half because we're on the back roads but um she stayed conscious until I got to the ambulance and then I ended up having them transport her to the hospital met her at the hospital but that was like I'll never forget that and I can still to this day drive in that same exact area know exactly where I was at when everything happened yeah and for a while I would just avoid driving in that area and now I don't because gas prices are high and I take a sacrifice when I do drive in that area, but it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. Shows growth. Yeah. But my, I guess my way of getting through it is I talk, like if I'm in the car with someone, I will literally tell them like, like one of the most traumatic things happened to me right here, you know? And it's just like, I don't have to say that. But, like, I have to say it. Right, at home. Because it's just stuck in my brain, and it's one of those, like, you have to um, speak it out loud to release it. Mm-hmm. So that was one very traumatic situation. I would say the second one um, was before that. Uh, my mom wasn't feeling well. We went to the hospital. And, and mind you, this is all, like, within, like, two months mm-hmm. prior to her passing, like, these traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Um we went to the hospital. She wasn't feeling well. We were waiting in the um, waiting room because we went to the ER. And she was in a wheelchair because she was feeling, you know, very weak. And she just, like, she, like, randomly had a seizure, it looked like. Like, she kind of just, like, her body, like, convulsed, kind of. Mm. Um, extremely scary. Um, and, like, just you know I, I don't know I don't even know how I do it I literally was able to like internally freak out but on my exterior you couldn't tell how much I was freaking out because I'm just rushing to get a nurse mm-hmm. you know like I understand we're waiting to get a room but like my mom is like having a seizure right now and I don't know what's going on right you know and so that um and then just the way the rest of the night went was just long you know, she ended up getting transported to another hospital an hour away, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just, so um, those two experiences, like, really have stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if I think about it, there is a third one. 
um, when they wanted to put a like tube up her nose. And this is like within a day or two before her passing. I think two days before her passing, they wanted to put a tube up her nose. Mm -hmm. And my mom was very weak, but the fight she had put up and like seeing how uncomfortable she was and looking at the hospital staff and doctors like try to like restrain her Mm -hmm. from something that she didn't want to happen. I literally had to yell at them and tell them to stop and don't do it. Right. And like, Oh, that just like really bothers me. So, um, <laughs> anytime I see something go up someone's nose, I just can't. Like, so that makes sense I, now. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked because we talked about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I already don't like things up my nose to begin with, but then that happened to my mom, and I was just like, F that. No, like, no. And yeah. it just like, it really, like, it really, really hit me hard because it's like, She's already, like, dying. Like, we know she's dying right now. Right. And you're really restraining her to put something up her nose. And she's, like, okay, I know she's not, like, 100% there. But she's telling you no. Yeah. Was it help? Was it a, a feed tube? No, it wasn't a feed tube. Oh, okay. Because she wasn't, I don't think she was allowed to eat anymore because we knew. Oh. But I'm like, ah! oh, my gosh, I was so angry. So Yeah, no, that's the so- worst thing. Those are the things that stick with me, and um, those, those I feel like allow me to be in the uncomplicated category for PTSD because I know that I can let those things go at some point. And with the like driving down that street, mm-hmm. that's gotten easier for me over time. Um, but I think it's one of for that specific situation, I think time has to pass for me to just feel better with it. Um, The other incident in the hospital with like the seizure thing, I think once again, like time, but I think I'll always be like uncomfortable with that, of course. And Mm -hmm. then the nose thing, I don't know about that one. (laughs) People out here getting COVID tests (laughs) and getting shoved up to the brain. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. Don't let me need oxygen for anything. I know that just sits in your nostrils, but like that's about as far as that's gonna go. Yeah, I don't see you ever getting over that one. No. So, so yeah. So that is um, where I feel like I fall in the categories for um, different classes of PTSD. Yeah, I would say that that sounds about right because uh, I would, after reading all of this, classify myself to be the same one. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like we've been through a lot with our parents being in the hospital and Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of traumatic things and Mm -hmm. it just, you know, it does something different to you to where there are certain things. Like for me, you know, I'm a class one, like avoider over here. So Mm. I certainly do avoid a lot of situations that I don't, um, that I don't need to do to, to remind myself of horrible certain things. things. Exactly. Like not at all. So just, yeah. Um, But I also have, like, I don't have as traumatic of an experience as you, um, like, driving and having, like, my dad, like, pass out or anything. But I remember Mm -hmm. driving down this one road in Connecticut, and that's when we got the call from the doctor that told us that his cancer was back. Yeah. And so now, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I drove down that road. um, But whenever I do, you know, I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. So, yeah that I can definitely relate with. Um, that's for sure. And 
just the experience of losing somebody, I've noticed I'm like a lot more paranoid than I used to be. Um, mm. Like, I feel like we talk about this all the time, but like if someone doesn't answer me within like a day's time and, and sometimes not even a day, sometimes it can literally just be a few hours and like I'll have a panic attack and think like <laughs> that person is dead. Oh my God. Um, and it doesn't matter who it is. It's not just my mom. Like it's mm-hmm. you. It's, you know, my boyfriend. It's anybody. If I don't hear from right. somebody, that's my mind just goes like, oh my God, like something You just wrong. go to the like, deepest of the, all of the trenches and just hit the bottom. Yeah. And Ugh. yeah, and I mean, obviously, everything is like, you know, everyone's always fine. But like, mm-hmm. my mind just in that moment, like until I hear from them, like the worst thing has happened. Oh, my gosh. So um, if Cassie ever contacts you, <laughs> y'all gonna need to make sure you respond in a timely fashion. We don't care if you're working. Mm-mm. We don't care if you're busy doing something. Not at all. You better acknowledge that message with a thumbs up or, hey, I'll get back to you, BRB, or just respond. I don't know. But do her some justice. I need something. Because I don't remember being like this beforehand. Send an emoji, something. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot have homegirl over here stressing. No. It really, uh, it really gets to me. And, you know. I don't know. And I do feel like it's affected like my relationships and stuff too with people because I just, I don't see the point in getting attached to people if we're all just going to like die one day anyway, you know? You are such the one to say that. I know. I I and get it's so it. hard. I get it. Uh, maybe that's why I just don't make new friends because it's like great another person's funeral I have to go to, but. <laughs> right. You know. That's why but... I struggle with the enjoy life, you know, while we have it thing versus the, you know, inevitable like what's gonna happen one day the inevitable end Mm -hmm. but we have to enjoy it we're here to enjoy it i guess it's just society makes it hard um you know there's we're under a a government so there are certain structures that we have to live by or certain constraints put onto us like i was just recently talking to someone about how people can't even afford rent but their pay wages aren't going up. So how are they affording to live anywhere? But because things like that stop us from being able to truly enjoy life. But Mm -hmm. you still got to, like I always say, you still got to find joy in it somehow. Yeah, I try. I'm getting better at it. You are. (laughs) With time. With time. Yeah. But, uh, you know. So, uh, so we have uncomplicated PTSD in our opinions. We haven't been medically diagnosed yeah no. so we don't actually know but you know if you do want to know because you feel like you're someone who is in that place definitely get with a doctor and a doctor you trust and do your research on doctors i'm not saying that doctors are bad but some doctors just like with anyone in any profession some are a little more into their job than others yeah, well, you don't vibe with everybody either. So That too, yeah. And a second opinion is never a terrible thing to get either. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but as long as, you know, people are taking that step to get the help that they need. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I talked about before, um, this guy that I knew that had, you know, committed suicide. And I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm speculating that it had a great deal to do with PTSD. Mm. Um, 
So I just think it's like super, super, super important for people to truly like reach out and get that help that they need because you would never really know it looking at people from the outside. So there's only so much that we can do to help, you know. Very true. Oh, very true. So we got to take care of ourselves, people. Even though May was Mental Health Awareness Month, mental health <laughs> is every month, you yeah, know, actuality. Much. So yeah. we got to make sure we're there. And then also, too, I know, um, you know, once everyone hears this episode, it will be the day after National, um, oh, I already forgot it already. Cancer National, Survivor. National Cancer Survivor <laughs> Awareness Day, June 6th. Um, I do want to say to everyone who has been a survivor to cancer, congratulations to you. And you people are inspirational for being able to fight that battle and to be able to make it to the other side and be able to show folks that, you know, it doesn't always end with a sad story. It ends with a sad story for the cancer, but it doesn't end with a sad story for you as the person who was hosting that cancer in your body. So um, I just wanted to say big shout outs to y'all because I could never imagine going through that, Um, regardless if your journey was a short one or a long one. Um, I know, like you said, Cassie, your dad was a survivor for some time, which is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that is awesome. So, you know, if y'all are listening and you know someone who has survived, just say something to them. Say something positive to them. Like, you're strong you know, you're admirable to people because of there's always going to be someone going through it, unfortunately, Um, you know, and need, need that positive light to look at and to see that, okay, there can be a light at the end of of the tunnel for me. So I think it's just important that we give a little recognition to y'all. We love y'all. I think so too. It's super important. I've even been thinking of going to some relay for life events too, because it's something my dad was very active in. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Just to keep the spirit alive, you know, and to be able to celebrate at least the others who are there. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So, What a beautiful way to wrap up this episode today, guys. Um, We hope that you kind of learned something along with us and, you know, really trying to dive a little into PTSD disorders and stuff and as always, we're here. If you guys need somebody to talk to, yes. don't be afraid. Um, and until next time, unless Amanda has any other words. We'll see y'all next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye.